Hi, welcome to Divine Sex Podcast. I'm Jorge. And I'm Danisa. And as relationship and sex experts, we want to make sure everyone around the world knows how to love and how to do it well. With our tips and strategies, you'll learn to connect with those you care about. And now, let's dive in. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, so glad that you're joining us today. Hello, yes. We get to spend a few minutes with you talking about stuff that is relevant to marriages, relationships. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And you look amazing today, Denisa. Thank Beautiful. you. This Thank woman, you. I, I married up, man. I married well. Oh, I yes. tell you what. What do you want, Jorge? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this just for dinner. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I see, I see. Let's talk about oh what uh, one of the topics that we get asked questions about the most. Um, and it is cold and distant relationships, specifically committed relationships, marriages. What's going on when you feel cold and distant? What is well, in other uh, episodes, we have talked about possibilities uh, of this uh, syndrome. It's actually something that makes you feel very, very uncomfortable in your relationship because it takes you to maybe because it allows you to see yourself uh, from a different filter, from a different perspective, but it also allows you to see the relationship and ask questions. Uh, not not only ask questions, but making your relationship questionable. Mm. Why am I feeling this way when I should be feeling this other way? Well, the, what way should we feel? Because marriage is supposed to be something that is fulfilling and fun, and yeah, troublesome, and yeah, some conflicts and issues. Well, you gotta but... keep keep it keep it alive <laughs> and you know entertaining. But mostly, we should feel good. We should feel close we should feel like i like being with you i chose you and or or went with you because i wanted to be with you that's very different from feeling cold and distant yes uh, feeling cold means um there's no heat <laughs> <laughs> so wow you go, that was so deep right? <laughs> <laughs> it's very deep and you, uh, watch this so you go through seasons right we all know like especially those who live in those uh like seasonal, like four season, heavy seasons uh, states. So you're not referring US. to Colorado because we only have here winter <laughs> and something. It's been pretty warm these days. <laughs> anyway, but when you have, when you go through different seasons, you know, spring, summer, fall, and winter, you get to experience different, different things, different uh, ambiences, different atmospheres, different temperatures. But when you compare which one you like the best, which one is your most preferred, then that's when you start questioning, should I move to a state that is only, uh, you know, cold or that is only warm? But Alaska. when you do, <laughs> when you do experience that coldness in your relationship, you sooner than later realize that something's missing. And you don't get to move. So we need to do something about producing yes. some heat. So how can we make that heat even in the middle of winter? We need to those are the right questions. Yes. And we've, based on our experience and what we've seen dealing with couples, is that sometimes just the, the outer skirt, just the issues that influence their marriage, work, children, um, health, could be something that is creating this distance, that is creating this discomfort. 
Um, and those are the easiest things to, to be dealt with. But we've also found that sometimes fear, insecurity, uh, feeling inadequate, um, feeling not valued can create some of these problems that separate us and not only separate us, but makes us feel almost like strangers. Yes. And that's a good way to say it, to describe it, actually. When you uh, are in a relationship where you feel like your partner is a stranger, like you don't know, you no longer know that person. It's like you were friends and then you became like foreigners because you don't even share life on a day-to-day. You don't spend time together. Mm -hmm. You don't do anything together. It's like you have your own life. I have my own life. I don't even know what your likes are anymore. If I don't see it on Facebook or on any other social media, <laughs> on Instagram, I don't even know what you're up to. And there's a terrible? lot of people that in our office, we, we, we're talking about even something as simple as um, giving them options for restaurants. And, and, oh, yeah, you would like to go to that one because you like this, the wife says. And he says, no, no I don't need that. <laughs> oh, wow. you know, it's like, wow. Okay, they don't even know what each other like for eating. Or um, a husband may say something in therapy. Um, and, and she goes like, what? I didn't know you felt that way. Yes, I felt that way all of this time, all of these years. And I'm like, well, I didn't know. Well, yes, I told you. And it's like, they don't know each other. So in, in other words, when your friend knows more than your partner does about you, something's up. And God, you know what? Godman actually refers to these and they call it love maps, building love maps. It's like, I have defined it as finding the GPS to your heart, to your world, to your like <laughs> different ways that I can navigate and explore you to get to know you better. Yeah. It's my own GPS to your heart. Well, and, and, and part of what we need to, to realize, Jorge, is that it doesn't matter if I was intending to letting you know, the fact that you don't know should be important enough for me then, then I'm going to figure out a different way of, of communicating. Because mm. sometimes we get in that game of blaming. Well, I was doing it. She was just not getting, or he's yes. like, he wasn't paying attention. Well, it, that's not the issue here. The issue here is that we want to be cohesive. We don't want to feel lonely. We don't want to feel distant. We want to feel close. We want to feel intimate. I want you to know me. I want to know you. How do we get to that place? So let's not get caught on the, you know, frills of it and all the, the whys or be, let's just get the work done to again, learn to be vulnerable with one another. Sometimes we are afraid. We're fearing being vulnerable because we've been hurt mm. by exposing ourselves. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, pain is a very dangerous, uh, not friend, enemy, <laughs> because it reminds you of a reality. It takes you to a very uncomfortable place. Again, uncomfortable is a very good way to, to describe it. Mm -hmm. It takes you to realize that, that the person you thought that was accessible, that was reachable, that was available, is not there for you. And, and that turns around into a very reactive uh, approach. And you know, you, you, sometimes you become what you are given. You become reacting in certain ways, non-responsive. I'm not willing to go there. I don't want to yeah. be vulnerable because I'm not being fed. Yes. So when you don't get enough of something good, 
that not, not uh, nourishes you or uh, you know then you're going to you're going to probably start acting I don't want to tell you things about what I'm missing or what I'm experiencing for you to either get defensive or make fun of me or put it back on me right so because you get because eventually the partner can use that as a weapon exactly so when we get to be vulnerable and we open up and we say something like well you know I was wondering if that relationship with Mary um, could go a little different. I'm concerned. And then what you say is like, what? Are you feeling insecure that she is a blonde? Right. Or what's the problem? It's a, it's she shift. is my coworker. It's a shift of the ownership or the responsibility. Rather yeah. than, honey, really? What, why are you concerned? Like, is there something that I am doing or that I should adjust? Like, that should be the attitude. But when you shot me down and what I hear is that other thing, then you know what? The next thing, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to start protecting myself. Yes. And that is a very dangerous thing to do in a marriage Absolutely. because we want to be open. Absolutely. We want to be vulnerable. And we want to feel close. Yes. That's what intimacy do. feels like. Now, the word distance is, is also key because a lot of relationships grown uh, distant from each other, one another. Uh, sometimes it's even, uh, they don't even mean to, they don't want to. But they don't know how to overcome that distance. So um, it's recommended that the couple learn skills to turn towards each other as opposed to turning Regularly. apart from each Regularly. other. What happens is that they use, it becomes something so natural for, for the partner that is growing distant that they make it a daily thing. Like instead of reaching out or expressing or becoming vulnerable in those three areas that we have so often talk about because it's so essential, you know, the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, the sexual. Instead of growing closer, then they go and, and make it, sometimes they just explode in an anger, unexplainable yes. anger. Uh, they fight about everything. They, they create distance. They don't want to get So they that have close. a reason to justify it. Because they don't, they, they either they fear it. They don't feel comfortable with the with the closeness. They forgot how it felt. Yes, and maybe that's why they don't pursue it anymore. Yes, uh, and they or well, they never knew. Now, Jorge, in, in whichever case and whatever the reason, when a marriage goes into a stale situation, like in a season like this of coldness and distance, um, we recommend uh, an intensive clinic. Yes, we recommend like an immediate intervention because. Uh, this has been built up for a while. This is not something that happened overnight. Uh, all of a sudden, now you may realize that all of a sudden it may dawn on you that this is how you are, but the relationship has been working on these negative things for a long time. So an intervention is, is needed as soon as possible so that we can get out of that rut and believe us. We've seen plenty of couples through the decades that we know that reconnection and that spark can take place. Um, it is a matter of identifying what brought you to where you're at and what can bring you out to being vulnerable again with your mate, with your soulmate, with a person that you've chosen to do life with and actually do life. <laughs> this is actually one of our specialties that we love to do at our counseling center. We love to take on uh, couples that are... Uh, either experiencing this loneliness, this coldness, this distancing between them, and give, give them tools, weapons, to kill any space in between. Hope. You know what? Hope. 
There's, there's, oh, plenty, there, there's so much hope for There's you. plenty of material on our website to help your marriage today, to help you start that journey back to health or for the first time to health and plentiful, to a fully satisfying relationship. So just visit our website and also information about these intensive clinics that we told you that we offer so that you can make the right decision right away. So it doesn't matter how long you've been married, how short it's been, how long it's been, there's hope for you to break this coldness and this distancing from your partner. So reach out to us. We are available. It's very easy. CCICounseling.com. CCICounseling.com. We're eager to help you. And we'll see you or hear you or you'll hear us on the next episode. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs>